Welcome back to the Patriots Talk Show on the Laura Antonio Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Antonio, and uh, my buddy JD, who covers the Patriots for my uh, podcast, is going to talk to me about some Patriots news and notes. And also, I want to tell you that along with the Patriots and Rams, I also follow and cover the Los Angeles Chargers on this show as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exciting times for the Patriots are not exciting, but nervous times and eventful times. Yeah, but but and we'll get to the charges in just a minute here. So let's talk about our feelings and reactions to Rob Gronkowski's retirement. And uh, I feel like I was shocked. I mean, I thought he was going to play one more season and then hang it up. And I just thought but I thought he just made what was best for him. And I thought it was the health and he kept getting hurt all these years. But I think him being him retiring after nine seasons was good enough. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there's really no question about it. He he is the best tight end to ever play this game. I've I've never seen a more dominant football player, and just a such a fun guy to watch. And one of the best things about him was, yeah, he had that that aura about him of the the dumb jock partier, but he really never got himself in trouble for. A, a guy who had that persona so he, he was just a fun guy there was never really anything to complain about him on or off the field and the injuries yeah they they may have cut his career short by a few years I was surprised too I did think he was going to hang around um, and the news was definitely shocking and sad when it when it came out but uh, I think for him it, it is the right move at this this point in his career with all the injuries and a great story about Gronk that I, I loved reading is that apparently he hasn't touched a single penny of his NFL earnings, which is something that's really rare in these days when you see a bunch of retired NFL players blow through their money. I guess every dollar he's spent so far has been from promotional earnings, from commercials and stuff like that. So he still has a full $60 million in the bank. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing here. Even though the Patriots are going to be without Gronk for the season, I still think that this Patriots team is going to be in good hands this year, and they're going to have a great football team this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's certainly a a big blow to the Patriots' offensive core as far as weapons that Tom Brady can throw to. I mean, you've seen the guys leave the Patriots in the past few years. You've had Brandon Cooks go. seemed like last year it was like, who's Tom Brady going to throw the ball to? They won the Super Bowl. They found a way to do that. So this year – Despite the lack of depth on the depth chart and really missing out on wide receivers and free agency, I think the Patriots will find a way to make it work for no other reason other than they just always do. Yeah, you must be right about that. That's for sure. So uh, now that being said, let's talk about, will the Patriots use get a tight end in the draft or in free agency? I would lean toward the draft just because – I don't think you're going to solve any long-term issues with free agency. I mean, I just read that Jared Cook isn't going to sign. He's about really the only tight end I would even have the Patriots consider in free agency just because he had a good year last year with the Raiders. But I don't think it's a permanent fix. I think you need to go go out in the first round and get one of those three tight ends, whether it's Irv Smith or the two guys from Iowa, Noah Fan or TJ Hawkerson, just because Gronk, you're never going to replace him fully, but the Patriots need a young tight end to groom into a, a capable starter. Oh, absolutely. You are absolutely right about that, my friend. So now, well, now that being said, um, now that being said, um, who do you think the Patriots are going to use their 
32nd pick in the 2019 draft on? Is it Noah Fant or Irv Smith Jr.? I'm actually going to still stick to Noah Fant right here. Yeah, and I want them to use it on Noah Fant. I'm going to lean toward Irv Smith just because I think Noah Fant will be off the board by then. With Irv Smith, do you think Irv Smith's a good receiving and blocking tight end? I think he is. He's he's definitely not the, the big body that Gronk was. I remember the only real time I saw him play was in the, the college football playoffs with Alabama, and they described him as one of the faster and more agile tight ends. So he's a tight end who maybe he's built more like a wide receiver, so he's a very good route runner, pass catcher. I don't know as much about his blocking ability. Um, I would certainly lean toward one of the two guys from Iowa. I just think Irv Smith, in all likelihood, will be the guy who's available when you're picking at 32. That could be, because now that the Raiders just got were, are now loaded at receiver, so you're saying is that you think Irv Smith Jr. would be a fantastic addition to the New England Patriots? I think so. I think you can't go wrong with any of those three tight ends. Obviously, you and I have talked, and really the, the blue chip prospect in all this is Noah Fant. But at the same time, I, I think he'll be gone by the latest, the early 20s. So I want to ask you here, now that the Patriots don't have Gronk, do you think the Patriots will be a run-heavy offense now, or do you still think they'll stick to pass first so that they could establish the pass game? Uh, I think you saw the transition a little bit last year, um, especially as we got into the playoffs with James White and the, the breakout of Sony Michelle. You got Rex Burkhead, just a phenomenal core of running backs who really are all Swiss Army knives. The one thing you'd like to see from a Patriots perspective is maybe diversified a bit where James White's really your pass catching back and Sony Michelle's really your run heavy back. But if you can mix it up so that Sony can catch passes out of the backfield and White takes some more more true handoffs from the running back role. That would just add another dimension to this Patriots offense. And I think with where you're at, the Patriots want to keep Tom Brady healthy. They want to keep his arm healthy. And I think you did see that last year, even though they had Gronk and they had Edelman and, and Josh Gordon for a little bit of the season. They they did rely a lot more on the run than you're used to seeing a Patriots team. And I think that does continue this year. Yeah, I mean, that you could be right about that. That's for sure. So now with that being said, um, I think I think this Patriots team is going to be a good offensive team, and also I would like to get your take here. Is that is that Robert Kraft has requested to go on trial instead of because he pleaded not guilty of this, and also Commissioner Goodell said that 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 he will decide a punishment if they find all the facts. Mm-hmm. So, can you describe and tell me what your thoughts on are on on that is? And you you don't think Robert Kraft is going to sell the team though? No, I don't think he will. I don't think he'll be he'll be forced to. I think if it comes down to it, he'll just kind of forced to be stepped down as the face of the team. It, it, we mentioned on this show last time that it's really tough to to find a just punishment for an owner. It's not like a coach where you can suspend him. If you suspend the owner, that doesn't really affect the team. He just can't sit up in his box for a couple games during the season. I mean, Kraft's already a billionaire. A fine isn't going to do too much. So there's really not much that I can think of off the top of my head as far as a just punishment if Kraft is found guilty. Uh, even though owners are said to supposed to be held to higher standards than players and coaches, so that would make it seem like the punishment would be worse. But at the same time, I just can't think of what they what Goodell would do. Yeah, so you but you, you don't think Robert Kraft will, will sell the team. 
No, no, I, I think if anything, it would be Jonathan Kraft just steps up. As the as the man that takes over the day to day operations? Yeah, I, I still think it will be Kraft, but I mean if it more information comes out and he is he is guilty, then I think it will be Jonathan Kraft who steps up. Yeah, you must be right. You must be right about that. And also, um, I th- I think the Patriots are going to be a good team this year. And also, uh, let's talk about what I think the Patriots' 2019 schedule look like. I have them have it like this. I have them playing the Kansas City Chiefs week one, and then mm-hmm. I have the Miami, and then I have the Patriots going down to Miami week two for our Thursday night game with the Dolphins to play against our old friend Brian Flores. And then week three, I have them playing a Monday night game at home with, with the division rival New York Jets. And then week four, I have them playing the Bills at Gillette Stadium. Same with the Jets, too, in week three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, yeah, I like that. And then I have week five, I have the Patriots taking a trip to, the, to Maryland to play the Baltimore Ravens. And then mm-hmm. week six, they play the Dallas Cowboys back at home. And then week seven, they play. They play, They go down to Houston to play the Houston Texans. And then week eight, they play. They play. They play at home with the Cleveland Browns. That'll be a nationally televised four twenty-five p.m. Eastern time game. And then, and then week nine, they play the New York Giants and Eli Manning. And then they have a bye week, week ten. And then week eleven, I have the Patriots going to Washington to play the Redskins in Landover, Maryland. And then week 12, I have the Patriots hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 13, I have them going to Cincinnati. Week 14, I have them going to Philly for a Super Bowl 52 rematch in Lincoln Financial Field. And then week 15, their last home game of the season will be against Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins. That will be a 1 1 p.m. Eastern time game. Week 16, the Patriots go to the the blizzard cold of Buffalo when the Patriots play in – Orchard Park, New York, to play the Bills week 16. And then week 17, they end the year in the Meadowlands when they take on the New York Jets. I like it. I, I don't have as much of a full schedule drawn out, but just looking at it, some some predictions I have, I think the Eagles game will probably be a Sunday night game. I agree with you that they're going to open the season against Kansas City. I think you saw the NFL wanted to put the Patriots against Kansas City if they won the Super Bowl and they wanted to put the Rams against New Orleans both championship rematches if whichever team won the Super Bowl it happened to be the Patriots so I think they will get Kansas City uh I I could see the the Cleveland Browns game maybe being a a candidate for a Monday night game just because I think people are going to love that matchup because so many people are excited to see what the Browns can offer and I mean it's obviously the Patriots the Thursday night game is going to be against a division team it's usually against Buffalo and New York so I'll, I'll mix it up I'll say my maybe Miami one thing I like about your schedule that I I do hope comes true is that the Patriots seem to always play the Dolphins in Miami when it's really warm at the beginning of the season and back here in December when it's really, really cold. And I would love it if the NFL would flip that. So it's like 70 degrees for each game instead of 100 degrees in Miami in September and 20 degrees in New England in December. So I I hope that when the Patriots schedule comes out that the game at home against the Dolphins is the early one in the season. So we'll see. I mean, some other potential night games I could see. I mean, people like the like the Ravens. That's always a good matchup with the history there. 
And just looking at the away schedule, there's not that many bad road trips. Uh, I mean, the Patriots don't have a West Coast trip where they may have to stay out on the West for a week or something like that. It looks like the furthest they have to go is down to Houston to play the Texans or they got to go to Cincinnati, but even that's not too bad. But even if they have a long road trip this year, I don't think it should be that hard on them. Also, um, the reason why I have the Patriots playing the Jets in, on a Monday Night Football in Week 3 is because I feel like that everybody would want to see Le'Veon Bell playing a primetime game against the Patriots. I think so. I, I wasn't even considering that. But I, I think teams like the Jets and, and even like the Browns are teams that people are, are going to want to see more of this year, whether or not their new additions lead to results or not is remains to be seen. But I think they're going to be two trendy teams for, for national TV games. And against the Patriots, it just, just makes the matchup right there. And you agree with the Patriots playing the Eagles on Sunday Night Football in Week 14? Yes. I, I mean, I couldn't really say the week, but I, I do think when that game happens, it will be a Sunday Night game. Super week Bowl 14, rematch. December. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I, game. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, like I, that, that could be a potential Super Bowl 54 preview. I agree, and I, I don't even even if it's not that, I think they'll they'll put it there for um, just for national TV purposes because it is that Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, and uh, and and I have the Patriots starting the year at home for sure, and then I have them ending the 2019 season on the road in the Meadowlands against the New York Jets in 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 East Rutherford, though. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I I think the Patriots close the season. Obviously, they do it against a division opponent. I could see it happening on the road because I do like the idea of if they have a nationally televised game early in the season that it's at Gillette and Le'Veon Bell and the Jets come in here. Um, so toward the end of the season, I could see that being a potential matchup. And and do you agree with me about the Patriots starting the playing the Bills week 16 in, uh, in Buffalo and then the Bills coming to Gillette week four? Yeah, I agree with that. The reason why I say that is because I I want to see the because I I want to see the Patriots play in the cold in Buffalo when the when the temperature is like in the twenties. Yeah, they haven't had one of those snow games in a while. I I would wouldn't mind seeing one of those. Yeah, just asking here. So now, uh, so now let let's talk about. Uh, so we talked about who will play the Patriots on Sunday Night Football on September eighth, and we talked about that they will play the Chiefs, right? Yes, I 100% agree that it's going to be Kansas City. Um, and I think the Patriots are going to win by a point there. I think so. Yeah, I mean, you obviously see have seen Kansas City give them fits in the past, but they've just had a huge roster turnover this year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still a phenomenal talent, but at the same time, I would lean toward the Patriots at home raising the banner. I don't think they'll they'll lose again after what happened a couple of years ago when Kansas City came in. Yeah. Yeah, it was with Alex Smith as quarterback, and uh, I think the Patriots will find a way to beat Kansas City at home. Yeah, definitely. And also, also, I want to talk about who I think will be our early division winners in 2019. Let's start in the AFC. So, for the AFC East, I have the Patriots winning the AFC East, obviously, of course. For the, for the AFC West, I have that being the Los Angeles Chargers. For the AFC North, I have that being the Cleveland Browns. And for the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts, and the two wild card teams will be the Chiefs and the Steelers. Okay, I I like that. I think I agree with all four division winners. I like your choice, Indianapolis. I think 
they exceeded many people's expectations last year, and I think they continue to improve, build upon a successful season last year, and win that division. Um, I think Kansas City still makes the playoffs as a wild card team, but I do think top to bottom that the Chargers are the better team in the AFC West coming into the season. The only thing I would change is maybe knock Pittsburgh out and give the wild card to looking around maybe maybe the Titans. I'll, I'll go with them to finally take that step forward. I would I wouldn't rule that out, but because I like Mike Rule, but I do believe that I think Pittsburgh's going to want to bounce back. I don't see Pittsburgh missing the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah, and I mean, you certainly saw they have the weapons to at least mitigate the losses of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, especially with the emergence of Smith-Schuster and James Conner. So, I mean, Pittsburgh certainly still has the offensive weapons. It just depends on how they're able to remake the defense. And then, our, and then, our, and then let's go to the NFC side. So for the NFC West, that's going to be the Rams division. And for the NFC East, I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys again. And then the NFC North is going to be the Green Bay Packers and the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. And then the wildcard teams will be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. Okay, I like those. Uh, the only changes I would make in, in my predictions, I do have the Packers, Saints, and Rams winning their divisions. I think the Eagles win the East this year. They they come back with a healthy Carson Wentz and get rid of that Super Bowl hangover from a year ago. And... I think the Cowboys do miss out on the playoffs this year. I'm just not as high on them the way they ended the season. Uh, for the wild cards, I, I think the Bears take one. And I, I'd like to see the Minnesota Vikings maybe grab one. Or the Seahawks. <laughs> or Seattle, yes. Um, I think, th- obviously, they were similar to the Colts last year in that they exceeded so many expectations. And I think they continue to improve. They're obviously a very good team, and, and they've proven they could win even when they're, when there are the doubters out there. Do you think? Do you still think Seattle's going to make the playoffs as a wild card team to play Dallas for a rematch? Um, yeah, I could see it. I think they have a better shot. The only thing with that Seattle Dallas matchup, I think Seattle can make it back. I don't think Dallas will make it back. Yeah, you you must be right. I think the Eagles will make it. Will win the division this year. I, I agree with you because I think Carson Wentz is the arguably the better quarterback and that division than uh, Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott has had a nice year. Yeah, he's, definitely. He's good. But I, I'm changing my mind here. I think the Eagles will make it, make it to the uh, – will win the division. They'll go 12-4, and four, and I have the Seahawks playing them in the wild card game. Yeah, and I, I was very excited for the Cowboys last year. I, I mean, before we even started talking on this show, all those months back, I was writing something, and I said the Eagles won't win the division last year. I, I was high on the Cowboys. I think this year it's reversed. I've, maybe it's just one of those divisions in the NFCs where it feels like you get a new team every year, and it's just one of those divisions that is so tough to repeat in. So maybe that's why I'm leaning toward the, the Eagles this year. Yes, yeah, so I'll repeat again. So my NFC division winners are will be the Rams, the Eagles, the Packers, and Saints, and my wild card teams are the Seahawks and Bears. Okay, I could I could get behind that. So now... So now that being said, so tell me, tell me your reaction to the new pass interference change rule change for the uh, 2019 season. And I was told that this was a win-win for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't read up on it too much, but as far as what I can tell, I think a lot of it came about because of what happened in that game with that one play in the NFC Championship. I don't know how much I like it because, I mean. 
you do like the human element in the game too. That play was just so egregious. But the thing that worries me is that it's going to become a slippery slope and every single play is going to be reviewed and these games are going to start taking four and a half hours or something like that. Yeah, you must be you must be right about that. So now that being said, um, my final NFL thought is uh, I think this is a great NFL offseason. And I think uh, I think uh, I think this Patriots team is going to be uh, is going to be really good. I think so, too. I, I mean, I think last year showed that even against all odds that they can win and perform at a high level. The my final thought. The thing I'm most interested to see is what they do as far as the weapons surrounding Tom Brady. Not so much running back. I think that core is is really set. But wide receivers, uh, figure out what's going on with Josh Gordon. Tight end, probably get one in the draft. And then back to wide receivers, I think you can get a good good late-round steal in a guy like Andy Isabella or Hunter Renfro or David Sills. Any of those guys. And there certainly is the top-tier talent at wide receiver if they wanted to go out and do that. The thing that concerns me, though, with drafting a high-end wide receiver is that the Patriots have struggled doing that in the past. They don't have a great track record for as good as they've been in every other area. Um, so I think as far as getting offensive weapons, they get a tight end early, and they get a wide receiver in the mid to late rounds. And do you agree with me about the Chargers winning the uh, AFC West this year and then the Kansas City Chiefs are the number five seed? I do. I, I think Kansas City – is a phenomenal team with a great future ahead of them with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, but I think they take a step back this year. And the Chargers, like I said, they may not have the quarterback advantage, but top to bottom, they're the better team. Yeah, and actually, Phillip Rivers is still a good quarterback, by the way. Oh, totally. I mean, I know the game against New England may not have shown that, but they didn't give him any time to operate in the pocket there. So I I think he has another good season. Absolutely. So that being said, um, on our – in April, what I'll include you in is the 2019 NFL Draft Preview. I'll also include you in the uh, in the preview for the uh, NBA playoffs, and then we'll talk some baseball in the mo- uh, ne- next month as well. So, uh, so that being said, I'll talk to you sometime in April. Okay, perfect.